Blog Talk Radio. The late, great Tom Petty bringing us in here on the Wise Men Podcast Network. It is I, Nate, and Tim is with me. What's up, Tim? Good day, eh? I'm miffed at the... Uh, I throw a rock <laughs> at all Uber drivers this morning. <laughs> well, uh, what happened, Tim? What's, what, what is the issue? Well, you know, Tim decides to order himself a little bit of lunch. Okay. Which is fine. Tim orders yeah, the lunch. Okay. The lunch says uh, 27 minutes. Tim says, fine, this is at 10.05. Uh, my lunch still isn't here. It won't be here <laughs> for another six minutes yet. Well, uh, good Perry, Lord. Perry, you, you could drive across this town in 15 minutes at any time of the day. So I will give them the 15 minutes. I will give them 20 minutes to get it here. It takes 40 minutes to make a hamburger. Wow, at a fast food restaurant, no less. Is it well done? Name sh- who shall remain <laughs> nameless? But I mean, wow. Yeah, I just I just bitched out though. Like we have a, it's called skip the dishes here. It's basically yeah. Uber Eats. It's the same thing. I, I just yeah. bitched them out. You know, if it's going to be an hour, that's fine. But then just you know, say an hour. How you can know, you not yeah. know? It's, it's a hamburger. Like I could see if it was a. You know, fine dining or something, and oh, eight hundred people came in, and we just can't get to it, you know, or whatever. But it's you know ten thirty in the morning on a Monday morning. I can't imagine it's. You know, if they can't handle the rush at ten thirty, I feel sorry for them at lunchtime. But anyway. Well, remember, just, remember, Monday is actually the slowest restaurant day of the year, or day of the I'm year, saying. day of the week. So, you know, if they can't handle it at ten uh, thirty on Monday morning. Wow, they got a long day ahead of them down there. <laughs> it's gonna be a gonna be a tough one at the burger. Either that or they're understaffed or something, but uh, I well, don't know. It is what it it is what it is. But well, on. Hold, hold on though. You 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 brought up something interesting here. Do you not get cheese on your burger? Oh, I get cheese on my burger. Who? Why? Why would a burger not have cheese on it, sir? Well, that's what I'm asking. I don't know. You called it a hamburger. Oh, I am, I am not a, I am not a uh, man who will go unnamed who doesn't think cheese belongs on hamburgers. <sighs> I, in yeah, fact, cheese have cheese, does. lettuce, tomato, bacon. I, I, I go for the whole nine yards on a burger. You can keep you can keep the lettuce and tomato, but the the cheese definitely you gotta have cheese. Cheese and bacon. I mean, if I'm gonna have one, I figure I should go the you know. 
One I can't figure out is now I guess all the rage is to just get a burger wrapped in lettuce. No bun. Why? Well, I guess because there's a lot of calories in the bun, hey? So if you can escape the bun, you're doing yourself a a favor. But um, you know what? If your health is so bad that the calories on a bun is that important, then don't eat at fast food restaurants. Just don't. Have a salad. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you could do that. Well, I mean, if if you're counting calories that tight that to to have a hamburger, you can't eat the bun, skip something else and have the whole hamburger, for God's sake. Or don't have it at all. That just seems like, you know, I'm going to have chili, but... Uh, no, no hamburger, no sauce, and just the beans, please. Doesn't really make it. <laughs> Have you a bowl really of, any... of pintos, as they yeah. would call it? Yeah, it doesn't really make any sense, does it? You just don't have it. But that is a fad. That's a fad thing, you know. All the fast food restaurants—they've all got salads and all this nonsense. I mean, go to McDonald's because you want to have a hamburger and some fries, and if that's not what you want, don't go eat there. <laughs> I don't know, you know, going go to fast food restaurants looking for to be healthy seems kind of backwards to me. Yeah. But, I, can I mean, I know that. why they do it. It's to keep the market share. And, you know, if we're going to get the, the parents to come with the kids, we got to offer something healthy. But well, don't forget now. The, the McDonald's was one of the first to do this was – they started offering now. They don't offer fries with the kids' meals anymore. No, it's apples and apples, and, and you don't get a soft milk. drink. You get milk. Who I was like, wants that? like Who a school wants that? lunch. I don't want that shit. I get that at home. Yeah, that's me. Yeah, I, I don't really understand. Again, like I'm saying, like why would you make the trip to McDonald's when you can you can eat that at home for half the price? Yeah. It really like give you, I'm trying to remember, like, you, you can't get around the fact that it, it's always, you know, kids love the chicken nuggets. You know, that's always the... Yeah, that's the biggie. The big you can nugget. get the, what is it, the grilled cheese sandwich, I think, you can get instead of the hamburger, instead of the cheeseburger. Grilled cheese sandwich, is that a thing? Grilled, grilled cheese sandwich? You don't know what a grilled cheese sandwich is? Oh, I know what a grilled cheese sandwich is. I just didn't think you could get one at McDonald's. Oh, yeah, I believe so in the kids' meals anyway. Really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I don't, know. I don't think we have that option down here in the States. Well, I'm, maybe, maybe it's only I'm certain I'm pretty spots. sure we do, unless I'm, I'm mistaken, which I, I could be. Hamburger, I'm, nugget, on the old I'm, on, I'm on the app right now, and I'm looking. It says, choose your entree, hamburger. And that's the thing. They don't even the kids don't even get cheese on their burger, which is a sin. A four piece nugget, six piece nugget, and that's it. Let me check this out. Well, I know somewhere. You, well, the menus might be different. Uh, and according to this, uh, choose your additional side. Fries do come with it. You get apples or yogurt, and then your drink. You got milk, juice, water. What happened oh today? Ugh. How exciting would that be? You get to take it to McDonald's and you get a... Look, I know we want to keep kids healthy, 
I know we want to keep them healthy, and that and that's awesome, you know, because there, there are some unhealthy kids out there. But man, we may you know, just be going about this the wrong way. Yes, like okay, there again, you know, don't go to McDonald's six times a week. That your kids yeah, get like, your kids outside, get them doing something, and they can have a fucking hamburger once in a while, and it won't kill them. Yeah, I mean, when you're a kid, you're supposed to be active. If you're active, you go out and. You know, you can you can eat you can eat that stuff. Kids are gonna grow out of that stuff anyway. Like they're gonna grow up and and end up growing and their metabolism will speed up a little bit during growth spurts. So I guess I guess their main argument is, hey, we need to make these kids eat you know, develop a habit of eating healthier earlier in life. That way they don't grow up and end up like Whatever. their parents. Listen, at the end of the day. At the end of the day, whenever you grow up and you eat the hamburger with the bacon and the cheese... Just be responsible. Yeah, be responsible about it. Yeah, just, you know, there's there's nothing wrong with having a hamburger. You know, if you want to have a hamburger and a fries and a drink once a week and you eat sensibly during the rest of the week, that won't harm you ever. But if you're doing it eight days a week, you know, yeah. two times a day for three days of the week, well, yeah, that's probably going to catch up with you. Like the uh, the movie Super Size Me. Oh, yeah, that nearly killed that poor guy. Yeah, I, he didn't, I don't know how he even made it, like really. All right, hold on, because my, my food is here. Take the helm for a moment. Well, we'll take the helm, and we're going to go talk about a commercial break while Tim gets his food. I'm too sexy for my love, too sexy for my love, love's going to leave. WowFreeCam.com is the number one campsite on the internet, and they are our gracious sponsors, and we want to invite you to check them out over at WowFreeCam.com. Anything you could imagine and whatever you want is just one click away if you go to WowFreeCam.com. What's some of the things you could check out over on WowFreeCam.com? Motorboat? Play the motorboat? You Or you could be into... Two chicks at the same time, man. Whatever it is that you're looking up for, WowFreeCam.com will leave you with one reaction and one reaction only. You won't want to miss out all the fun going on at WowFreeCam.com, so be sure to show them some love and go over. Hey, it's in the name. It's all free. Must be 18 or older to access the website, but make sure you get there as quick as you can to check out all the fun going on over at WowFreeCam.com. Again, must be 18 or older to visit. Well, we think Tim may now be he's getting his food at the moment, so got to get those burgers, man. Burgers are great. May have a burger this evening myself, but who knows? All right, here but, we go. Uh, there's the man. He's back. Yeah, to to... <laughs> it's fine. Um, one thing that I will tell everyone, uh, we want to send our best wishes and a very happy birthday to Stephen P. New from the law offices of Stephen P. New. Stephen P. New, he is a guy. Without him, we he might is. die. Indeed, but... <laughs> It's his birthday today, so Stephen P., you're out there. Happy birthday, my friend. We hope it's awesome, and thank you for everything you do for the show. 
And while Tim eats a little bit, we'll go ahead and hear from Stephen P. New while we're while we're at it. So happy birthday, Stephen P. New. This one's for you. Personal injury, automobile accidents, workplace accidents, mesothelioma, social security disability, unfair insurance practices, family law, employment discrimination, all these things and more can be helped by new law office. Stephen P. New will fight for you and your rights. Mr. New. What is there to do if you're in an automobile accident? When car wrecks happen, insurance is always involved. Did you know that in West Virginia, we have the highest percentage of uninsured and underinsured motorists driving on our highways? That means that when you're in a car wreck, your attorney needs to know how to work with your insurance company to maximize the compensation that you'll receive. If you've been in a car wreck, call me, Stephen P. New. For your free consultation, call 1-888-692-8084 or visit newlawoffice.com. Stephen P. New will fight for you to get you where you need to be. He's a proud sponsor of our program, and Mr. New is a stand-up national and local attorney. Stephen P. New, attorney at law, answers to your legal questions. And again, a very happy birthday, and thank you to Stephen P. New, our gracious sponsor. How's that burger treat? I think I might. Him? I think I might. I'm not. I'm. I'm going to say that that's just too much trouble. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm. I'm. I'm snacking on the occasional fry here, but that's it. Because no. as we all How know, the... they just don't warm up very well. No, they really don't. Whereas the hamburger will be fine. So as long as it's not covered in aluminum foil. Oh really? You no, know, well, his I'm wife thinking it over. His, his wife like may appreciate a, that. I'll I'd be happy to share him. <laughs> you Canadians are so nice. Be happy to share him, and she can keep him for all the sexual kind of stuff. I don't want him for that. <laughs> <laughs> Mister New. Anyhow, how did you how did you feel about? Uh, uh, football in the NFL on Sunday. Boy, you want to talk uh, about a weird place to be. Go ahead. I mean, it's just a weird state of affairs in the NFL this weekend. I'm kind of glad we didn't do a pick show because I'm pretty sure we'd have lost our asses. I'm almost certain of it. Well, there's no <laughs> way that I would have picked uh, the 49ers. Oh, me either. Wouldn't I would not have taken I the 49ers. Yeah, I don't pick them. I don't pick the Chargers over the Chiefs. I, that one, you know, that one. Maybe, I but San Diego, I might maybe, but I don't know for the sure. They had, they, uh, they I had probably about three don't, and a half. Right, but I probably don't. But, but I might not have picked them. I don't know what the spread was and all that stuff, so I don't know. It was three for and sure, a half, but, and but it was in Kansas City, so I don't know. It was um, tough on the call. I probably don't take the Browns over the Broncos in Denver. It would have depended on the spread on that one. I'm not sure. I'm just going by scores. I may yeah, not have I'm... taken the Bills over the lines. Again, that one, that one, you don't know. Depending. I definitely, I wouldn't have taken the Redskins over the Jaguars. I wouldn't have taken the Bears over the Packers either, necessarily. I, I would have. I would have taken that one. Depending, depending on, on what the spread, spread was. Depending on the spread, I would have taken that um, one. Um, I definitely would not have taken the Colts to beat the Cowboys 23 to nothing. And I wouldn't have taken the Steelers to beat the Patriots. Me neither. Or the Eagles to beat the Rams. Yeah, so that record's not looking too good. 
Um, yeah, so that's what our record would have You know what? I'm going to look up the spreads from over the weekend to see how much money Vegas probably made because I'm sure it I'm was, thinking Vegas had to have had a pretty good week. Well, I'm trying to find it here, and I was wanting to look at yet the spread from the weekend, but I'm not finding it. Uh may have a hard time finding the spread from over the weekend. Um, I know the spread uh, tonight for New Orleans. Carolina's getting six and a half tonight against New Orleans. So that's the spread tonight. Mm. Uh, let me... And New Orleans has been kind of wishy-washy the last couple of weeks. Yeah, they have, and it's in Carolina. Um, Don't but know, it's not man. cold. But it's not cold. Because right now in West Virginia, it's a nice uh, 51 degrees here in West Virginia. And by sunset tonight, it's only going to get down to the 40s. So it's not going to be cold. So I don't think the weather is going to affect them down in I'm Charlotte. not even going to tell you what the temperature is here. Yeah, probably nice and nice and cold up there, right? I'm not actually, to be honest, I'm not sure. Um, well, we just uh, we just had a freezing rain warning. That was fun. Um, oh, those are great. It's a stunning <laughs> 15 degrees Fahrenheit right now. 15 degrees Fahrenheit, nice. Yeah, not even going to get so, that no, cold not, tonight. Not real bad, but could be could be a lot warmer. Put it that way. That's true. Cola. Nectar of the gods. Cola. Ah, cola. Cola, nectar of the gods, my friend. Ah, cola is pretty good. Ah, cola. (laughs) What did you think of that? What did you think of that show title? You like that? Oh, I did like that. It was pretty good. I liked that. Okay, let's see here. Here was the uh, here was the spreads. Let me see. Nope, that's next weekend. I thought I found them. The uh, sports betting places have whisked them off to the nether region, so you can't see them anymore. I suppose they have. This is week uh, 15, is it not? Uh, Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. I believe so. It is. Let's see. All right, let's see. All right, so the Browns were getting three. Uh, against the Broncos. The Vikings were giving up seven to the Dolphins. The Packers were getting six, and they lost by seven. The Titans were getting two and a half uh, against the Giants. They won. The 49ers were getting four and a half. Uh, Let's see here. The Jets were getting six. I really don't understand that, although I guess the – all right, so but if you'd have taken the Forty ers they didn't cover because they only oh yeah they three. covered. Oh, no, they, oh covered. they were okay the other way around. They were getting the All point. Right, yeah. Okay, because four you know. Washington was getting seven against Jacksonville. Arizona was getting I'm okay eight and with a half. That. I mean, Jacksonville's not uh, very good, uh, so I can I can understand that call. The Raiders were getting three. The Buccaneers were getting seven and a half. Cowboys were getting three. Raiders. The Lions were getting two and a half. So the Lions would have actually covered if you took the Lions because they only lost by one. Hmm. So, you know, looking at the spreads, I would have taken the Texans, and I'm sure you would have as well. Yeah, more more than likely. 
Wow. That game would have been a one-point win if you took the Texans. That's crazy. Uh, the Broncos, giving three to the Browns, I don't know. I just don't know. It was in Denver, but I don't know. So, and then it just the seemed Bears to me have... that there was a lot of um, there was some upsets. Oh, I agree. But, uh, I agree. There, there were there were upsets. There was. I mean, anytime teams that are three and ten are winning against teams that are over five hundred, that's that is an upset in my book. Um, yeah. The Eagles beating the Rams is an upset. The Steelers beating the Patriots is an upset for me. Uh, the 49ers beating the Seahawks is an upset. Uh, I would have to say the Colts beating the Cowboys 23 to nothing is an upset. I think the Colts winning that game period was an upset. Uh, Cleveland, for me, Cleveland beating Denver is an upset. And the Chargers beating the Chiefs at home is an upset for me, too. So, Denver losing to Cleveland, I, I'll agree that's probably an upset. Um, Cleveland, man, you got it. Like they're in the they're in the hunt. They they are pushing for a playoff spot. I saw on Facebook somebody had a uh, a whole chart laid out of how Cleveland could still win the division. Well, I mean, it is possible. They just need the Ravens to lose. Well, and that ain't asking all that much. I don't know. They've, they've been on a roll with Lamar Jackson. And I know now. Eagles Eagles fans are hoping that uh, this Nick Foles will repeat his magic of last season, come on at the end and drag the Eagles kicking and screaming into the playoffs. But yeah, that's gonna t- that's gonna take some work though. Well, as of right now, the Chiefs. Texans, Patriots, Steelers are leading their divisions. Your top two wild card teams right now are the Chargers in Los Angeles and then the Ravens. Now, teams still in the hunt. Uh, the Raiders, I believe, the Raiders, Jets, Jaguars, Bills are officially eliminated, if I'm not mistaken. I believe they are all eliminated. But we've only got, what, two games left? Yeah, the Bengals, the Broncos, the Browns are all going to need help. Tennessee, Indianapolis, and Miami are are all right there. Miami seven and seven. Uh, would you believe Miami's four and one in their division? That's frightening. It, it really is. And see the Browns. Tennessee, the Browns' two games they have left are both easily winnable. They've got Cincinnati and the Ravens. Yeah, and they will have so, to beat the Ravens if they want to have a shot. And so Pittsburgh, they could win both those games. So let's say they do. That puts them at eight, seven, and one. Um, Baltimore has still got to. Lo- Baltimore has got to lose both their games. Well, or they're going to be tied unless they got the tiebreaker against them. Yeah, uh, Pittsburgh and, would have to lose their last two games as well. One of them's against the Saints, so that's possible. The other, though, is against the Bengals. Hmm. So the Browns have a chance to win the division, but it's I don't know how likely it is. Now, yeah, it's pretty the, tough to get the Ravens, in there any other way. Because now, the Ravens could lose out. The Ravens play. They could lose out. 
But the Ravens play. They would have uh, to lose out. The Browns would have to win out. The Colts would have to lose out. And they play the Giants and the Titans, so that's probably not probably not going to happen. And Tennessee it would have to lose out. And they're playing Washington and Indianapolis. So I would say, yeah. although Washington has got, you know, Washington is only a game behind in the NFC East. I mean, they've got everything to play for. And they've got oh, another yeah, game do. against Philadelphia. So they could, if they be, if, if the Redskins won out and the Cowboys lost a game, the Redskins could win the division. Yeah, I mean, the East is wide <laughs> open. Uh, it's just, it's a, it just seems like nobody wants to win. <laughs> Everybody's I feel like, that way well, in the entire NFL. I mean, nobody has really that. gone all that crazy. I mean, the well, Rams were all that. The, yeah, yeah, the Rams went crazy for a bit. The Saints went crazy for a bit. And then they both came back down to earth. The Chiefs were everywhere. Now they've come back down to earth. Yeah, the, the Chargers, Chargers who are surging. They seem to be the, doll, the darling team in the league right now. And they've got a tough matchup coming up. Uh, they play Baltimore on Saturday, so that's no easy game by any stretch. I mean, interesting, it will be for certain. Um, oh yeah, I mean, no doubt about that. I was going to tell you, uh, uh, I just have to bring it up here. A quick update on our bowl selections after Week One. Oh, okay, yeah, go ahead. Um. I believe that we actually were doing fairly well. Uh, all right. Because uh, you got the uh, North Carolina won the Air Force Reserve Bowl, which I didn't even yeah. know. That's Division That's Division 2. I didn't know that, but that's Division 2. Um, you got that one right. We got it wrong. Um, you and I both had Utah State, who I believe won. Okay. But if I'm not mistaken, they did fifty-two to thirteen. So we, that's a uh, you're two and zero. Oh. Uh-huh. Uh, the Auto Bowl. Who, who was in the Auto Bowl? Ah, uh, shit! If I know, I have to look. <laughs> I have to look at the list because I've, the way I've got it written down, I just went with the the list is at the top and the who we picked is at the bottom. So I have yeah. to go back and forth in the list. Uh, let's see here. Uh, oh, boy, oh, boy. That is the Tulane versus Louisiana. Uh, oh, no. So I got that one right, and you guys got that one wrong. Uh, Damn. There goes my streak. <laughs> okay, and then you got what other games we got left yet? You and I both took Fresno State, who won. Um, you took Georgia Southern, who I believe won. They did twenty-three, twenty-one. Uh-huh. We both, I think we're we're roughly. And then you, you and uh, Lou and I both had Appalachian State, who won, and you didn't. I think we're right around five hundred for everybody. No, okay. Uh, well, we kind of go back and forth. I. I I what, have we missed two? Two out of what? Two out of six? One, two, three, four, five, six. Six games, I think you're four. I think everybody's right around four and two. I think Lou might be three uh-huh. and three. But nobody's, nobody's sucking. Nobody's sucking, considering those are teams. Don't screw all of yeah, those. Yeah, considering that's a pull it out of your ass kind of pick, yeah. Pretty I mean, much. 
Uh, so, but there, so there's uh, there's that update. Um, so that's going to get uh, more crazy here as the days go by. Oh, I'm sure. Because that's, sure. that's really going to ramp up. Come uh, the next game is tomorrow. Is the uh, Cherubundi Boca Raton Bowl, which I know we all look forward to every year. Um, <laughs> I've had that one circled on my calendar now for. And the uh, Wednesday night is the uh, DXL Frisco Bowl. Uh, Thursday is the uh, Bad Boy Mowers Gasparilla Bowl, but Marshall's in that game, so that one's at least. Bad Boy Mowers. I'm sorry. Who the fuck came up with that garbage? I mean, did they like throw a bunch of people into a room, (laughs) inject them with some drugs, and go, go? What do you got? Uh, How about the Bad Boy Mowers Bowl? (laughs) No, that's just crazy. No, we like it. We like it. The bad boy mowers. Oh, man, that's just too funny. I can't help but laugh at that. That's funny. Well, I laughed ridiculously hard because uh, I watched part of the very first, uh, the uh, Air Force Reserve Celebration Bowl. And I laughed outrageously as those poor announcers had to spit out. Oh, and welcome to the Air Force Reserve Celebration Bowl here today and. Beautiful Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta. The Air Force Reserve Celebration Bowl. Those poor <laughs> bastards would needed oxygen by the time they were done. Yeah, I mean, by the time you spit that out. It's, <laughs> you know, it's a lot to have to say every time you were trying to mention the game. And you have yeah, to you throw that out the there. I mean, it's, you have to mention the sponsors. Well, yeah, I mean, they paid their money. I mean, that's the way it goes. Anyway, that's a, that's a Thursday. Then Friday we've got the Makers Wanted Bahamas Bowl from... The lovely Bahamas. Uh, oh, and those are oh, come Friday you even got day football. That's at ten thirty in the morning because it's in All Bahamas, right. I guess. And then at two in the afternoon on Friday is the famous Idaho Potato Bowl, which I know right. we look forward to because <laughs> there's one thing that I like potatoes. Like famous Idaho Potato Bowl. That, that sounds like something you get at KFC. I'm sticking with that. Did somebody, like, okay, did they pay, like, a linguist to come up with that? Because it does rhyme. Yeah, I guess it does. I was, I I know, think about that. Bowl. I mean, it does flow very well. You know, it's not the... I would still like to know what the... Uh, uh, who goes about the sponsoring. I, I don't know. I don't think I brought that up on our show. I think I brought that up on Lou's show. I read an article where the... Uh, uh, the cheapest bowl games are about three hundred fifty thousand dollars to get the sponsorship for, but the biggies are twenty five million. Damn, that's crazy. So, you know, that's why I kind of wondered, like, where's Coca Cola, where's McDonald's, uh, those kinds of things. Like, it seems odd that you know the Dollar General Bowl, <laughs> that the dollar stores got. That kind of money to throw around well, on co- national advertising. Coca Cola and Coca Cola and McDonald's they don't they don't actually buy bowl games. They just uh, play. They their probably advertise games. during them on TV anyway and save themselves exactly. some money probably. Exactly. That's how they do it. Because I don't know about you. I mean, I'm all for Cheez-Its, but I didn't know Cheez-Its had like ten million dollars to throw at their own bowl game. I feel like, like bowl. half a million of that comes from. Uh, Autumn's family. They are cheese at people. By God. <laughs> I'm glad you said that and I didn't have to. 
because I was going to say I probably have done some supporting of Cheez-Its in my day. Well, see, we don't actually go for the actual Cheez-Its. Like, we've, we've ate Cheez-Its, don't get me wrong, but... It's you the, eat the generic the knockoff? No, it's the Cheez-It, um, the grooves, the really crispy, like, real thin Cheez-Its, and they're the sharp white cheddar. Holy hell, man, those are crack. They're like crack. They're habit-forming. And they're cocaine? That's always good, though. They're delicious. So I mean, of all these sponsors, I would have to say that the biggest ones I can think of, off just quick-looking, I mean, obviously Chick-fil-A sponsors the Peach Bowl. Okay, that's a pretty big deal. Yeah, they've done that uh, for years. Goodyear is the Cotton Bowl, and Capital One Bank is the Orange Bowl. Yeah. So Tostitos that's used playoffs. to do the Fiesta Bowl, but they don't do that anymore. Uh, I mean, okay, Hyundai does the Sun Bowl. Allstate I mean, like does Red the Sugar Bowl. Bowl. I mean, Redbox. I, I thought Redbox was, like, out of business nearly. Nah, dude, Redbox is huge down here. Is it? Because, yeah. yeah, I mean, they do the... Now, Blockbuster's State out of Oregon. I mean, that's a fairly decent game. Uh, now, Blockbuster's out of business, but no, nah, down here, Redbox is huge. That one that still kills me, though, is the San Diego County Credit Union Holiday Bowl. That one just fucking slays me. <laughs> that one and I the Bad Boy Mode. I have Bowl, to man. watch that game because I have to see how they work around that. As long as it's not Brent Musburger on there trying to pronounce, so they, I think they'll be okay. Well, you think, you know, it might become. I mean, just think about it. I mean, just call, call some play by play in your head. You know, oh, even it's like hard the introduction. To do. Trust me, I know. Yeah, I, I mean, know. even like the introduction I, to the game. Well, welcome to our viewers at home to the San Diego County Credit Union. Oh, I fucked that right up. The San Diego County Credit Union Holiday Bowl, featuring Northwestern and Utah, here in San Diego, California. Yes, that's right. That's the San Diego County Credit Union Holiday Bowl. <laughs> Holy God! <laughs> Sounds like the uh, wacky inflatable arm man thing from uh, Family Guy. Yeah, it's it's almost like it, it. You know, it's almost like it's made up. Well, and, there's, and that's the one that really slays me because that you know that's two top twenty-five teams playing in that game. So I'm guessing that the Holiday Bowl is relatively up there. Yeah, it's what did, kind of a what did the San Diego ball. County Credit Union? What did they pay to get this game, and how did they talk <laughs> the people who put their money in that bank? into letting that slide because I don't see that there's any dollar return on that for them. It's a very specific business. Yes, it's not like Chick-fil-A where, okay, people saw Chick-fil-A sponsored this holiday bowl or whatever the hell they sponsor, and people might have went and gone and and ate there, so they made some money. Um, Unless you live in San Diego County, you can't (laughs) put money in the San Diego County Credit Union. So I don't understand the angle there, unless it's a really wealthy thing and they've got lots and lots of money and nobody cares. But well, they may they know. may actually be a around the country kind of thing. Who knows? I thought it was quite bizarre. Oh, we have I have breaking news! Breaking news! Breaking news! Nate Bush, sports related. The Philadelphia Flyers 
have dropped the axe on their coach finally. After many months of speculation, the Flyers have fired their coach. There's probably you can probably hear the cheering in Pennsylvania right now. About to say we need to call in Chris Scamuffa on that one. He's probably doing oh, a I cartwheel. Bet, I'll bet you if you were to phone Chris Scamuffa right now, he if he doesn't know, he's ju- he will jump for joy. They've been calling for his head for so long. That's one of those weird ones, like the Bulls, where they fired the uh, uh, they fired the general manager first instead of the coach, and it should have been you know everybody should have went. For some reason, the coach got to survive for another couple of weeks. They've just been horrible. That's that's. Uh, I wonder who will replace. Well, they fired. It's kind of like uh, they should have fired uh, the GM for Chicago, and they fired the coach. Right. Knows. This is another one of those ones too, where I think it was like Thursday, they got bombed, and uh, the owner was, oh no 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 no, or I guess it's not the owner because they're owned by Comcast, who's whoever is, runs the division for Comcast. Oh no, he's safe. Then you know, okay, it's just a matter of days before. <laughs> you know, when upper management gives you the okay, you're pretty much doomed. Oh yeah, definitely. You see it all too what often. What did you? Uh, what did you? I know you don't really care too much about hockey. What did you think about the Pacers hiring the first female assistant GM in the NBA? Well, that was pretty neat that they did that. Uh, you know, if she's good at her job, and she seems like she is, so they go for it. We're not far off from having a woman head coach in the NBA soon. I have to wonder what exactly, and I'm not trying to be a dick, what exactly an assistant general manager's duties are. Because I don't know. Truthfully, neither do I. Is that one of those things where the general manager probably says, you're going to look after this and this and this and bring it back to me, and then I shall decide what we do? Yeah, I'm going to guess it's that kind of a thing. Probably like delegating duties, things like that. Well, I'm kind of working it as an assistant, like an assistant coach would be. Where you've got a little yeah. bit of power, but not a whole lot, really. Because if the well, coach doesn't like you know, what you're doing, you're like going to get she, stomped. She's probably got an area of focus that's specific to what she can do. Uh, same with all the assistant general managers. You know, you have an area of specific focus, like an assistant coach. Like some coaches are, you know, you're here to teach my guys how to shoot. Or you're here to help on defense. You know, she's probably just, hey, you're here to do this. This is your job. I mean, I figure, and and here again, I'm not trying to be sexist or anything, although it's going to come off that way. Um, They are probably better suited for the management type of jobs. Because let's face it, women are as smart or smarter than men, generally speaking. They are. Um, I would think it it would just be difficult for a lot of men to take any kind of coaching direction from a woman. Not all of them. There is some, them, assist- some there is some assistant coaches in the league that are women. Uh, it's not uncommon. Oh, no, like, I don't doubt that, but I'm just saying, like if you, when we're talking head coach, if you suddenly yeah. got a head coach that's a female, I mean, is LeBron James going to take shit? He won't take it from guys. I was say he doesn't listen to anybody, so I mean, he he wouldn't care. Well, I'm pretty sure LeBron is at. I mean, last time I checked, I think he was on the right hand of God, wasn't he? Or and and trying to push him off the throne, kind of. <laughs> Basically, 
God, move over. You're taking too much of the throne. Come on, give LeBron a chance. Yeah, he's like, God, look, I got a sprite for you if you just let me have a seat, you know. Yeah, I can run this play, Jesus. <laughs> Don't you send Jesus down here again. <laughs> I got this covered. Uh, now, but, LeBron uh, will take the ball on the inbounds. He will pass it to LeBron, who will niftily shake off other players, and LeBron shall dunk for the win. Everybody got it? Good. <laughs> Stand and watch. All right. <laughs> it sounds like that uh... – <laughs> There was an episode of a, of a kid's show called Hey Arnold where they played uh, basketball, and the coach was uh, always wanting him to pass to his son, so he's like, just get the ball to Tucker. <laughs> so it kind of reminds me of uh, um, Hoosiers a little bit, where they, got yeah. the, where they got the one guy who can shoot the lights up with a three, and then they, yeah, and they realize all... that they – they can't depend on him all the time, so they got to come up with a few more plays. I enjoyed that movie, I must say. It's a sports good movie. Sport. Fairly decent sports movie. I, I find uh, a lot of the uh, football sports movies and, and hockey sports movies in particular are just brutal. They are got nothing oh. to do with it. Like, uh, let me think, like, even Slapshot. Well, I mean, at least that was a comedy, so I can at least let that one slide. But, <laughs> of all films um, to bring up. <laughs> uh, Young Blood is just a horrific hockey movie with Rob Lowe in it. You would swear to God. I haven't seen that. The only, well, it's about junior hockey, but all it is is all they do is fight. You know, the score is two to one, and there's you know there's in branch brawl every five minutes in the games, and I mean it's just a horrible. I mean, do they fight once in a while? Sure, but you know, the only he has to. I mean, he's such a good player, but unless he learns how to fight, he won't survive. So he has to learn how to fight, and then he takes on his uh, his nemesis at the end of the movie. But then the best part, it has got to be the biggest flub in sports movies. He gets a penalty shot right at the end. There's like two seconds left on the clock. All right, he gets mm-hmm. a penalty shot. They run the clock, and the puck goes in. It's a penalty shot, Nate. Puck yeah. goes in just before time runs out, and they win the game. <laughs> on a penalty shot? Okay. <laughs> on a penalty shot. The clock's not running. Somebody somebody didn't know how to end that movie and said, oh, I don't know. Fuck it. Just run the clock. Let's make it. <laughs> well, I did find. Didn't know the, anything uh, about hockey. I found the list here. It is Rolling Stones' 30 best sports movies of all time. All right, roll it. All right. Number 30. Uh, let, me, let me scroll back up here. Oh, let me go back here. Number 30. Well, the fucking, fucking thing. Hold on. I don't know that fucking. one. Okay, here we go. Number 30. No, no. A documentary. Uh, Never heard of apparently, it. Apparently, uh, it's a fake documentary about Doc Ellis, who was claimed he once pitched a no-hitter while tripping on LSD. Oh, okay, fair enough, but never never saw it, never heard of it. Next. All right, number 29, 10 Cup. Good movie. Totally yeah, unbelievable, like but good movie. Oh, absolutely. Uh, 28, you you know I watched this movie, and I actually liked it. Miracle. About the hockey, the U.S. hockey team. The Miracle on, okay, true story. Um, not yeah. sure. 
what if roughly? the movie is 100% faithful or not, but true story and a pretty awesome one at that. I'm okay with that movie. I'll go ahead and say that most true story movies are not 100% accurate. they got to change something. Well, the true, let's be honest, real life is kind of boring. It is. Number 27, Chariots of Fire. Oh, fuck that garbage. I've never seen it, so... Um, Long-distance runners training together for the Olympics, like, back in the, uh, like, 1900s or something. Boring. What is for Uh, me? Number 26, and I think this is kind of low, if you ask me. Rudy. Well, there again, you know, relatively somewhat true like anyway. Not not as enhanced as the movie, of course. But oh, come on! If you can't if you can't watch Rudy and enjoy that, there's something wrong with you. Oh, I like Rudy. That's a great movie. Yeah, I got no I problem. I actually with had Rudy. to uh, when we were in school in tenth grade. I know this is a little aside here, but you know, fuck it, we're going to talk about it. Um, my sophomore year of high school, we were asked to do a project. Um, and it was supposed to be on uh, on a movie or bu- – it had to be a movie that was based on a true story. And we had to pick a scene from the movie. We had to talk about what was real, what wasn't, You know, basically teaching us how to do research, things of that. And I used Rudy as an example um, on, of my project. So I, I really like that movie movie's got a special place. I would say the only place they kind of muffed up there is they should have had uh, not had a hop at Play Rudy. <laughs> uh, uh, he could 25. have at least been like an elf or an orc or something, but fuck yeah, it. Yeah, could have got Orlando Bloom, Orlando Bloom to play Rudy. 25, blue <laughs> chips. Um, I have seen that movie. I've never seen but it. But it's a bit weak. That's the one with Shaq in it? Uh, I believe so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's a, I don't think it's a horribly true representation of college basketball, but, um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I did watch it, so, I mean, I can't toss yeah. it in the garbage entirely, but it's been a while, too, so. Mm. 24 is a good one Any Given Sunday That's a good one I like that That one was a good one uh, 23 Bend It Like Beckham Never seen it Soccer Never movie seen it for either. girls Yeah basically Never but heard could of be this a good one movie. Could be a family, good family movie though 22 The Bingo Long Traveling All Stars and Motor Kings I have no idea what that is. That is a baseball movie with Richard Pryor in it, I believe. You are correct, actually. I'm reading the uh, summary of it. I've I want to say that he... Oh, I, I, I think it has something to do with the Inherit Some Money or something. I just remember... All I remember is that the the baseball field is such a mess that the train tracks run through the outfield. And every once in a while, they got to stop the game while the train goes through. That's pretty funny. Yeah, it's Richard Pryor, man. That's Richard Pryor. That's yeah, funny. Richard Pryor. Now I want to watch it. Uh, 21, Rich- Victory. Victory? What's uh, that about? It says here, based on the Hungarian film, Two and a Half Times in Hell, 
Director John Houston's pop boiler stars Michael Caine, Sly Stallone, and presenting superstar Pele as World War II POWs use a match against the Germans as an opportunity to escape. Okay, uh, yes, I have seen that movie, but that's not really a, that's not a sports movie, really. All right. That, that's what more of a political thing. Here's another, one. Here's another one that's considered a sports movie, but to me it's not, and I love the movie, but it's not a sports movie to me, and that's The Big Lebowski. That's number 20. And I love that movie. Well, I mean, I guess it's kind of about bowling, but... Kind of, but it's like it, it's almost like but a not movie. not really. It's a movie that takes place with three guys who just so happen to bowl together. You know? That well, it's sense? a bit like calling Bull Durham a baseball movie. Yeah. It kind of is, uh, but kind of isn't. Number 19, The Natural. With Robert Redford? Yeah. A baseball movie? Um, I don't know if I've seen that or not. I haven't. Not, so I've not heard sure. of it, but I've not seen it. Yeah, I don't know. Number 18, I've seen this one, and I love it. The Wrestler. I have seen this movie, and it is good okay movie. in my book. Very good movie, I thought. Uh, number 17, North Dallas 40. I have not seen football, that one. Football movie. Yeah, it's a semi-based model after the Dallas Cowboys. It's probably hot garbage, then. Number 16, The Endless Summer. Oh, I don't know that one. I don't know that one, either. It's a surfing picture. It says, the greatest surfing movie of all time. Well, that shows why I know it. Number 15, Fat City. Another one I don't know. No, I don't know that one, either. Alcoholic boxer Billy and Ernie, the young up-and-comer who inspires the older fighter to try for a comeback. So it's a boxing movie. Boring. Uh, 14, Murder Ball. Oh, good God, really? That's what it says. I've not seen it. Is that like a futuristic version of Dodgeball? Kind of. It's like, uh, it says here, makings for a feel-good documentary, quadriplegic athletes find... Purpose and the thrill of competition, but what makes murder ball so named for the brutal sport of wheelchair rugby? Oh, okay, this yeah. is not what I'm. Okay, I'm thinking of something. You're thinking else. roller ball, aren't you? The roller ball with Chris Klein in it. That's what yeah. I'm thinking. Yeah, Ooh, that's man, a god awful piece of film. <laughs> we won't talk about that. Number thirteen, Hoosiers. Good movie. It was great. Best movie. one on the list so far. Number twelve, opinion. The Pride of the Yankees. That's from the 40s. Lou Gehrig story? Yeah, basically. Uh, It came out in 42, so. (laughs) Here we go, man. Number 11, white men can't jump. Fucking right. Hell yeah. I thought they spelled that wrong, though, didn't they? Hey, they did. (laughs) Number 10. I have to say, I, I watched that movie late one night on cable, and I laughed my ass off. Oh, that movie's hilarious. I enjoy it. I mean, I, I can't really imagine do. that they can barely that they can show that on TV now. Cause yeah, that's they a can. Racist, that's a pretty racist work. I mean, but it's hilarious. Oh, it is. It's awesome. I love it. Number ten, Friday Night Lights, which I thought was fantastic. 
I liked the movie, and I even enjoyed the television series. I heard the show was actually better, but I haven't watched the show. Coach's daughter pretty hard. Hubba hubba. (laughs) Number nine, Sienna. Sienna? What's that? Yeah, Brazil's art and Sienna became a national hero. Oh, okay, race race car driver. Yeah, race, race car. Number eight, When We Were Kings. I'm pretty sure I've seen that. Yeah. Apparently, it's a... uh Isn't that a boxing what is it? Leon Gast flew to Zaire in 74 to shoot the Muhammad Ali-George Foreman yeah. Rumble in the jungle fight and spent 20 years chasing the money to finish his film. So, apparently, it was a good movie. I'm Number really seven, good, Flat Shot. All right. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. There's not another sports movie made where you will hear one of the participants in the sport tell another one that his wife is a lesbian. <laughs> True. <laughs> You're just True. not going to hear, well, maybe, maybe in a golf movie. Maybe, maybe. Maybe in a ladies' golf movie or a documentary about the NBA, the WNBA, perhaps. Maybe. But it won't be as a slight there as it was in that movie. Number six, Bull Durham. 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 I I thought Bull Durham was a fucking shit movie. I've never seen it, so. Oh, man. Oh, God. Now we're getting here. Number five, Caddyshack. How in the fuck is Caddyshack a sports movie? It's a golf movie. (laughs) No, it's about young love. (laughs) About gophers. He's a relatively for, unknown. Cinderella story. <laughs> Go for Kong. You know, Caddyshack has the greatest ending line to a movie of any movie ever made. Really like me. Do you remember? Do you remember the last line of Caddyshack? No, so I'm waiting. Hey, everybody, we're gonna get laid. Au revoir, Go fair. <laughs> greatest greatest waste of prime real estate. Greatest waste of prime real estate. <laughs> and I, I particularly love the graveyards <laughs> when he's uh, he's uh, polishing his ball, holding the water hose in between his legs, and watching the lady golfers tee off. Oh, 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 oh that's a good one. Oh, that was a good one. <laughs> I think my favorite part of that movie is when Ronnie Dangerfield is like, my God, this has got to be the ugliest hat i ever seen. You should get a bowl of soup with this hat. And he turns around, and he's like, well, it looks good on you, though. No offense, Wang. Oh, His man, Chinese movie. business partner, Mr. Wang. Yeah. <laughs> just just so, so politically incorrect, it hurts. Number four, Raging Bull. You know, I've seen it, but really not that excited about that. I haven't seen it, so I couldn't tell you. Number three, the original Bad News Bears. With A Walter Mack. fucking Mackenau. awesome movie. Movie is awesome. You can't deny that. You can take your trophy and shove it up your fucking ass. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, Rocky. Not a fan. Sorry. You know, I understand Rocky? why people are, but 
just don't care. You really don't like Rocky? Not really do that much for me. Damn. And the reason is, and I have a reason, though, is because the boxing is bullshit. Fucking Rocky would have been dead after the first fight, after getting hit 387 times. I mean, the boxing scenes are, are crap, where they exchange blows for eight minutes straight, and nobody even has a bruise. It's just retarded. Didn't like them. Best Love part is when, Amazing. Best part is when Mickey dies. Best part. Of the oh play. God, no. no! Adrian. Number one. Hoop dreams. Uh, I don't know. I mean, Never I've seen, seen it, it, but the one they're missing, and I can't remember what it's called, has got Kevin Costner in it. And Build a dream. Okay, well that's yes, that's one that should have been on there. Uh, there's another one where he's a, he's a baseball uh, pitcher and his his career is pretty much finished. And he's out on the mound for his last game and he's pitching a no hitter. And in the movie they go back and he relives kind of his career while he's pitching his no hitter. It's an awesome movie. I can't remember what it's called though. Bull Durham, isn't it? No. Uh, I I can't remember what it's called. I saw it not that long ago, and it was a really good movie about kind of it's sort of an inner look that all he ever cared about was baseball, and you know the numbers and being great at baseball, and kind of pissed his family off and failed relationships and all the rest, and then he realizes while he's out on the mound that you know okay baseball is I'm done, and baseball don't. Give two shits about me anymore. Now, if I'm if I retire, nobody cares. And I should have spent more time mm. being interested in the uh, things in life that really matter, like family and that sort of stuff. Um, Hold on here, I'll, I, I'll see if I can find it. It's not Field of Dreams. Uh, it's not Field of Dreams. No. Uh, he did a lot of. Uh, he did a lot, did of, a lot baseball of sports movies. movies. But he likes his sports, though. So Not Bull Durham. It's not Bull Durham. For the love of the game. For the love of the game, that is it, yes. Okay. Good movie. Well, I found this list here. It, that, that last one was from Rolling Stone. This one's from Fox. Well, they're um, kind of hippie bastards down there at Rolling Stone. So. Well, they did top 25. Raging Bulls, 25. 24's Karate Kid. Uh, and then no, 23 I mean, not is... Bad. Not a bad movie, I guess, but... No, not at all. Uh, 23's Breaking Away, and then 22 is Rocky. 21, Chariots of Fire. 20, Hoop Dreams. 19, Slapshot. 18, Any Given Sunday. 17 was Rocky Four. Um, well, I'm surprised some of the lists weren't the first five were just like the first five Rocky movies. Uh, the Creed Rocky 1 movie. and 2, so there's the top 7. And, you know, in full disclosure, shit. if I'm going to put some movies out there, you know, what about Alien and Predator? Those are hunting movies. <laughs> 16, Blue Chips, 15, Miracle, 14, The Hustler. Um, so there's that one. 13, here's I'm one sur- that Rolling Stone didn't have. He Got Game. Oh, yeah. Which is a good movie. What about well, the uh, Rolling Stone didn't have Jerry Maguire. Here's Jerry Maguire at twelve. What about the Nancy Kerrigan story? 
They made a movie about that, didn't they? Uh, I don't know that one. Number 11, Pride of the Yankees. 10, here's here's a good movie. This was a really good movie. Moneyball. I really liked Moneyball. Yes, I enjoyed Moneyball too, but then again, that's true. So, or most 9, true. Caddyshack. 8, The Natural. 7, 10, Cup. 6 is a movie they didn't bring up. The Fighter with Mark Wahlberg and Christian Bale. It was a good one. I mean, where's... Uh... Oh, now I'm drawing a blank. Five, Bull Durham. Four, Major League. Okay, that was a hilarious movie. Three, When We Were Kings. Two, Field of Dreams. And one, Hoosiers. Yeah. I don't (laughs) mind Hoosiers being at number one. It it probably should be. It's really that good. Well, I mean, Gene Hackman is a good actor um, and then the, whoever it was that was playing the drunk yeah um, he was that's a big name I can't remember who that was but uh. you, you know what there was a sports movie I really liked and that was uh, Coach Carter with uh, Samuel Jackson I really liked that movie what about uh, what about that stunning football movie with Gold, Wildcats with Goldie Hawn can't say I've seen that. Well, Goldie Hawn coaches a inner city black school football team, the high school football powerhouse. You haven't seen this? Hey. I have not. <laughs> well, the movie's probably older than you are. It was horrible. <laughs> um, Goldie Hawn is a football coach in a black inner city school. That's yes. What's not watch, believable uh, about that? Glory Road. That was pretty good. I thought that was the story Glory of the. Uh, te- Texas Western when they beat Kentucky in the NCAA Finals. Oh, what about We Are Marshall? Ah, that movie sucks. Well, I don't know if it I sucks. Look, I got True no problem with Marshall. It was a very, very sad situation that happened. I just didn't care for the movie. Hmm. Okay, what about, uh, what about Seabiscuit? Never watched it. Got to be some horse racing movies in there somewhere. It's like the only horse racing movie I know of. Get what's those the, fries out of there. <laughs> what's the... Uh, um, okay, Any Given Sunday is the Al Pacino... Yeah, it's the football movie. Okay, what's the one where they bet? Oh, uh... Two for the money with him and uh, Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey, yeah, yeah. Two for the money. That's a good one. That's yeah. That's like not that a bad. That's not a bad flick. I, I, I actually really liked that movie. Like I liked it more than I probably should have, but I, I did. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I remember that one. Uh, you know, there's a movie. There's a hockey movie that wasn't on the list that I absolutely love. And that's Goon. Okay, but it's. I mean, it's funny, but it's totally unrealistic. Oh, yeah, it was funny. Well, shit. If yeah, as a comedy, it's okay. Lebowski but... is on that fucking list. Come on. But we're talking about like a sports movie. The sports part should be. I mean, next you're going to tell me we should put unnecessary roughness on the on the list because they've got a uh, donkey foot. Or you know, no, what is this a Disney movie where the field goal kicker is a don- actually a donkey? <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen that. I kid you not, sir. Seen it as a, <laughs> as a boy. 
I can't I remember, remember what the hell that movie is called. Yeah, they, I remember there's the there big, you know, be, there's this, there's the standard line, you know. Well, it's against the rules. Ain't no rule that says a donkey can't kick field goals. <laughs> no, there's. Uh, there's I, I, I have to search for what that's what that movie's called because you got to watch that. There was an old Disney movie. Um, about field goal kicking. It was called The Garbage Pick and Field Goal Kick in Philadelphia Phenomenon with Tony Danza. Yes, I remember that one. I actually like that movie. Except that Tony Danza has got to be... Are you talking about the movie Gus? <laughs> yes! <laughs> That's it. Gus. Gus. <laughs> you got her. That's the one. <laughs> Don't you mock my childhood, you bastard. <laughs> Ain't no rule for that. Yeah, 19, oh, Jesus. Yeah, I was like eight years old when Gus came. A Yugoslavian farm boy who trains his uh, fucking uh, mule how to kick field goals. <laughs> oh, shit. Hey, look at that, that. I mean, come on. It's got Don Knotts, Tim Conway. Oh. What more do you want? Dick Butkus? This is fucking great shit. <laughs> Holy God, Nate. That, this movie came out in 1976. It made $21 million at the box office. Jesus. That's a shitload in 1976. For real? Why? Uh, yeah, because uh, Ed Asner is the coach from uh, the Mary Tyler Moore show. You know a movie Which we have oh, What's that? Remember the Titans? Yeah, okay, that's another one. That wasn't a bad movie either. No, it was good. No, I don't have a problem didn't with that one. Bring that one up. I always thought that was a pretty good movie. But you ain't to- you ain't topping no football playing mule, motherfucker. <laughs> you ain't topping Gus, by God. <laughs> Actually, I've come up with a few more. Um, Kingpin. What's the? Uh, I can't remember what they're called. Uh, where they're uh, the remake had Adam Sandler in it, and they're in jail. And oh, they play football the longest the yard. The longest yes, yard. Yes, that's it. That's a good one. The first, the original was a lot darker film. Yeah, it's not a comedy like the second one is, but yeah, it was a good movie. Uh, the Color of Money. Uh, I haven't seen Paul, that one. Paul Newman and a young Tom Cruise, who. Uh, they had to get a milk crate for him to stand on so he could make the pool shots. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. It's not a bad movie. Somewhat uh, loosely based on a true story. Very loosely. I'm sticking, I'm sticking with Kingpin with Randy Quaid and Bill Murray and Woody Harrelson. <laughs> Where his fake hand comes <laughs> off. That one. Yeah. <laughs> Don't think of Munson out here in the middle of nowhere. Oh, you got to love that. <laughs> That movie's amazing. I don't care what anybody says. Oh, no, okay, no. I I think I can top it, though, and I'm not exactly sure what the movie is called. Hang on just a second. Go ahead. I will attempt to find it while you're being occupied. It stars the hilarious Will Ferrell. Hmm. 
la-dee-da, la-dee-da, Nate Bush decided he needed fries and went and got some from a drive-by fry vendor. Nate Bush. Sorry about that. No problem. I came up with a couple more while you were gone. Okay, what's that? How about Talladega Nights? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> or Blades of <laughs> Glory with Will Ferrell in it, where they oh, figure skate. Blade. Fuck Blades of Glory. Him and John Hedder together. Oh, yeah, those body. are both just ridiculous Fuck. movies. I like Talladega Nights. I think it's funny, but I just cannot stand Blades of Glory. Oh, fuck that movie. I laugh my ass off when he's when they're having dinner and he says, Sweet baby Jesus every ten seconds. <laughs> tiny, tiny baby Jesus. <laughs> God bless our KFC. <laughs> the uh the movie that he did that I, I always thought was funny was semi pro. I always liked semi pro. Not the where one, they trade one where he owns the basketball team. Yeah, yeah, he trades the guy for the washing machine. <laughs> Bought the Chicago Bulls by accident. <laughs> I always liked that one. That one was funny. God, there's a lot of sports movies out there. I mean, and there's there's got to be a, some movies about like uh, figure skate, more more serious ones, like figure Tanya. skating or uh, ballroom dancing. I Tanya, have you not seen I Tanya? I haven't seen it, but didn't that, didn't that, didn't that one just come out just recently? Yeah, it just came out like a year ago. It's supposed to be really good. But it's I got what's it, it's got a fairly hot chick playing Tanya Harding. Yeah, I want to say. Funny how I, I can't remember her name, my but... movies by the hotness of the chicks in the movie. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> I mean, then you did you see that? Uh, uh, you know, we didn't bring up the League the, of Their Own. Yeah, the Sharpie McFleet story. No, I can't say I have. That's about darts. There's a great, great uh, English dart player who was so good that he had to—he just quit because nobody could beat him. Right up <laughs> there with that pool guy who plays snooker. I can't remember what that—that I just saw that movie. Where I'm—I'm I'm not a pool guy, but I guess there's a number of points you can get if you can. Go from the from the break and sink everything in, the, in right in a row and not miss any mm-hmm. shots, whatever the number is. And he's yeah. so good at it that he sometimes doesn't do it on purpose. He'll ask, okay, what's the? Because there's always some kind of a bonus for it. And yeah. If it's not enough, mo- if it's not enough money, or he doesn't like the prize, he says, "Fuck it," and misses a shot on purpose. Hmm. Never he's seen that. that good one. at it. I haven't seen the whole movie, but I watched part of a video where he was playing snooker. Good Lord. You know, he's one of those guys that can, okay, there's a ball and then another ball in the way and then the ball I want to hit. No, I don't jump the ball over top of it. That's barroom pool. He hits it with such a spin on it that it literally spins right around the ball, hits the other one. and It's just like, holy cow. Like, you know, he's got the physics and all that worked out and got one of those minds that can you know, 
visualize where all the balls are going to go if he does this or does that, and he's just really, 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 really good at it. Yeah, I couldn't do that. (laughs) And I'm pretty sure, if I'm not mistaken, there's got to be a documentary about those Philadelphia 76er male cheerleaders. (laughs) There needs to be if there's not. If there isn't, we should make one. Or the Broad Street Bullies or something like that or something. I don't remember what they were called, called. but... How I Lost My Knee is the Ron Tobinson story. <laughs> Although there, I can pretty much know, do a Tom Robinson story for pretty much anything. So, Yeah, I'm surprised there there hasn't been more sports movies dedicated to uh, poker. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think I've ever seen a poker movie. There's two that I can think of. One's called The Grand. And it's kind of a comedy. Uh, the other one that I remember is um, Rounders. With, oh, okay. Uh, Matt, yes, I've heard of that. Matt Damon and Edward Norton and John Malkovich is in that. And that's a really good movie. So does does Fight Club count as a sports movie? Fuck Fight Club. What about, uh, what about Cannonball Run? Never seen it. Oh, you got to do yourself a favor. Watch. Go. You ever see Cannonball you know, Run somewhere? Watch that. You know Fight Club. Fight Club, Fight Club is so Fight hyped Club is up for me. Stupid. Fight Club Fight got Club so hyped stupid. up by everybody for me. And I finally watched it. And they were like, it's the best movie ever made. And I'm like, this movie's fucking dumb. Well, that's I'm right like, up there with people that say me. Reservoir Dogs is the best movie ever made. Uh, best movie ever made, I stick with The Godfather Part 1. I mean, Reservoir Dogs is an okay movie, but it ain't the greatest movie ever made. Come on. I, don't uh, I have either. to admit, if there's there's something wrong with you, if you put on The Godfather, if you you got to give it a chance. you got to let it go for a little bit. But if you don't want to immediately watch The Godfather Part 2 after you're done watching that movie, there's something wrong with you. Yeah, I think the first Godfather is the best one. I really Although, do. Although, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and say the best overall movies ever made for everything, is the Lord of the Rings. I do like those movies. Not I so do. much that the story is that spectacular, but the filming, the cinematography, the costumes, all of that stuff is top-notch. Yeah, they were pretty amazing. And the fact they made all three at once. What a, what a, what a haul that must have been. Uh, well, they, they said they had to, so that way nobody got older, you know? <laughs> Because it's a well, I mean, well, think about it. You they had to keep uh, they had to keep Ian McKellen on that island once they got him there because he run off on a gay rampage if you let him <laughs> off. Let him do it. He's earned it. You're shot. Well, and the other guys. Oh no, is it McKellen? Is it, is it, no, the other guy's gay too, right? The other one, the Saru, Saron or Saruman was the, the other wizard oh, guy. Saruman. I think he's gay he too in real life. Uh, Oh, I I don't know. What, I don't uh, keep up with that. Oh, because I, I watched, a, you know, kind of like an interview kind of thing with Ian McKellen, and he just, he flirts with those men outrageously. It's hilarious. Because, you know, you look at him and you go, I mean, he's what? I don't even know how old, even back then in his 70s probably. 
You know, yeah. you've got uh, Vig- you've got Viggo Mortensen, big big superstar, Orlando Bloom, big superstar, Sean Bean, you know, at that time big action superstar. And here's Ian McKellen in there like he's in a candy store. It's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and they can't, you know, if they are uncomfortable about it, and I don't know if they were or not, they couldn't say anything because it's fucking Ian McKellen, right? I mean, what are you going to say? Fuck off, Gandalf? <laughs> no, not, not really. Why? You're going to take it and bend over and I'll show you me, me staff. You know, when you talk Lord of the Rings, I always always enjoyed those movies. The extended editions really were just you very, very well. You have to just go, okay, I'm story doesn't have to make sense, because really it doesn't. Um, there are two two of the biggest movies, uh, I'm going to lay this on you and see what you think. Two of the biggest movies ever made have the biggest plot holes in the universe in them, and one of them is Lord of the Rings. If the, those fucking birds could bring them back from Mount Doom, why didn't they just take them there? Right? I mean, isn't that just the dumbest fucking thing ever? Yeah. Oh, you need to get. Oh, you need to get back from Mount Doom. Oh fuck! I'll just send the birds. Where were the fucking birds at the beginning of the movie? Gandalf, you dick. Have you ever read the Lord of the Rings fan theory? No. Should oh, I? Hold on, hold on. No, hold on. We're we're gonna dive into this now. Since you brought it up, we're diving in. Um. <laughs> There is a whole thing dedicated to this. Oh, I don't know uh, it. Because everybody says the same thing you just said, right? Oh, shit. Hold on. Let I mean, what? Were the fucking Eagles were off that week or what? Let me find them here. If I can find this, you'll, okay. you'll probably love this. Okay, well, you look at that. The other one is um, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. I love Temple of Doom. It's probably my favorite. Where the whole point of that movie ends exactly the same way if Indiana Jones isn't in the movie. You're talking Raiders of the Lost Ark, not Temple the of Raiders Doom. The Raiders of the Lost Ark, yeah. I mean, the Nazis find the the Ark, and it fries them. doesn't matter if uh, uh, the, the Indiana Jones doesn't ever need to be there, ever. Totally pointless. Let me see here. I may have found this is on Reddit, so Okay. Alright, here we go. Lord of the Rings. A theory about the school plot hole. Very long and includes maps, but we'll get into this. Maps. All right. so, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, there's maps and everything. It's All been right. a while since I've read the book, so I'm not sure if my theory matches up with them based on the theory mostly on the films, and there's obviously a lot of spoilers. I think everyone knows the, the eagle plot hole in Lord of the Rings, why they didn't get the eagles to fly the ring to Mount Doom. My theory is that Gandalf had planned on doing exactly that. Let me explain chronologically. Gandalf goes to Saruman looking for help after learning Frodo's ring is the one ring. They need to come up with a plan for destroying it. Saruman reveals that he's working with Sauron and imprisons Gandalf for not joining him. Gandalf needs to escape. And he also now knows he has to come up with a plan for destroying the ring by himself. When he thinks he, 
to get the Eagles to help him escape, it sparks the idea that he could have them help get the ring to Mount Doom. After all, he's not an idiot. When he escapes on the Eagle, he doesn't go directly to Rivendell to meet the Hobbits. He first goes to meet with the Eagles, where the Eagles live, which is which we know from the Hobbit is in the northern parts of the Misty Mountains on the eastern slopes. Gandalf and the Eagles discuss the plan for the Eagles to take Frodo and the ring to Mordor, and the Eagles agree to do it, even though it could be dangerous for them because of the nine dragons of the Nazgul ride, the only things in Sauron's defenses that could stand in the Eagles' way, but they would have the element of surprise in a much greater numbers if they did end up having to fight the dragons. They see the ability to, trust me, this is long, they see their ability to fly is the one advantage Sauron's enemies have against him, and that is the plan. Uh, that is the plan is the only plan that has any reasonable chance of success. Gandalf and the Eagles agree that their plan should be kept very secret. If Sauron hears about it, he'll release the one weakness. He'll realize the one weakness is defenses and quickly try to protect himself against it. And that goes the one advantage they have. Gandalf can't risk losing this advantage, so he tells no one when he arrives to Rivendell. Nobody can know the plan until they reach the Eagles and are flying their way to Mordor. Because if they're captured, they could have planned. Uh, they could have the plan tortured out of them in the same way Gollum had the location of the ring tortured out of him. When they leave Rivendell, the group of nine, not just Frodo, Sam, and himself, like he planned for, but that's fine, he thinks. There are plenty of eagles to carry them. Gandalf just has to get the Fellowship to the other side of the Misty Mountains and go north to meet the eagles where they live, because meeting them anywhere else would mean a greater risk of being seen. He can't take any chances of his plan being discovered in any way and is being extremely careful because as far as he knows, the survival of Middle-earth rests on the secrets and success of the plan. Being closest to the eagles in the high mountain pass would have been ideal for Gandalf's plan, but he decided against it because it was obvious the route for crossing the mountains, which for whatever they might have, so Saruman was watching it. It was so infested with goblins and orcs that he could see them traveling north of after the pass, informed Sauron or Saruman, who might realize that they're going north to meet the eagles. The next most northern pass is what Gandalf settled for, even though there's a very dangerous pass, even though it would mean a long journey to meet the eagles, it is still the safest route for the plan to remain secret and is all most important to him now. Keeping his plan secret was the main reason for choosing the Redhorn Pass, but Saruman was watching here too and sent storms to stop him. The Gap of Rohan would take them too close to Isengard and more importantly too far south which was no good for the plan as they have to travel the whole length of the Misty Mountains up the eastern side to meet the Eagles. The gap wasn't an option. And let me see here. The gap wasn't an option for Gandalf. The only way left was Morier, which he didn't like at all, and we see why he's very reluctant. We think only because of the Balrog, but it's because of the risk of goblins and orcs seeing them go north of the eastern side like the High Pass because the further south he planned too long to reach the Eagles. Hold on just a second. <laughs> See, this is a I'm very long... My, I'm getting a fucking migraine, dude. <laughs> you want me to quit? <laughs> well, we get the gist of it, I think. But yeah, according to... Let, let me kind of condense it down here, because this is a lot longer. Actually, I'm almost done. Let me see here. Yeah, I'm almost done. Just let me finish, okay? Let me see. You're very reluctant. da 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 da, da. They almost get through Moria, but Gandalf ends up fighting the Balrog and falling down the chasm, 
When he's about to fall, he realizes he has to tell them the eagle plane quickly before he falls. And in a way that nobody, that nearby orcs and goblins won't understand, he says, fly, you fools, hoping at least one of the fellowship understands what he really meant, but they don't. He falls, fights the Balrog. Meanwhile, the fellowship oh, escapes. Oh, weak sauce. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's a there bit of a go. reach. That's a bit of a reach. Okay, well, I'm going to put this to you. I'm going to put the other big plot hole out there for Lord of the Rings. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Gandalf is the worst fucking magician in the history of fantasy. <laughs> as he never does any fucking magic. <laughs> he really doesn't, does he? He really doesn't. I mean, he's this great fucking wizard, but he never does anything. <laughs> he's just always disappeared. He just, yeah, like he's he's very go good smoke at a leaving. fucking doobie off screen or something. I gotta he's, go. He's very good at fleeing the scene. I'll give him that. Yeah, I mean, he's he's a fucking chicken shit. <laughs> he just takes off. He's like, he be Gandalf like, the right, yellow striped like, magician. All right, Frodo and Sam, guys who've never been out well, of Mr. To it. Mr. Pickett's I mean, farm. That's the, I mean, the farthest a real magician would have teleported Frodo and that fucking ring right into the volcano and fuck Frodo if he dies. Who cares? The ring got toasted good. We're done. Well, Moving on. But that's the thing. Like, there's also a. Uh, I'll have to send you the video. There's a video of. It's called how it should have ended, or how it how it should have ended. There's a bunch <laughs> of these. Back in the have day, ever... there was a there was a gif running around where the uh, Boromir and one of the other brothers they just put. Uh, Frodo on a catapult and catapult him right into the volcano. <laughs> I think I found it. Yeah, this is it. This is oh, how it should have ended Lord of the Rings. I'll send you the link. You'll have to check it out later. It's pretty damn hilarious. Okay, well, so how, so yeah. how do you feel about the fact that those two hobbits could have been gay? Ah, who cares? <laughs> like, does that well, really no, matter? But no, but is but is the undertone there or not? Or am I just? Eh, Sam married the girl. He was the, well, no, it. but at the end, and the the all four of them are there, and Frodo sends the other two away. And That's the, his buddy. Boy, boy, Sam, we've been we've seen some shit, haven't we? They did. Right now, if, I think right now, if you asked me if you could blow me, I'd say yes. I'll give him some kind of credit here. There was some undertones, but a good that's but hey, to be in all honesty, that's what a good movie does is just undertones, and it leaves it up to you to decide whether you want them to be. Yeah, yeah they were just they were just buddies who you know really went through some hell together and survived, or yeah, that's how I felt. Or if you want to make more of it, well, whatever. Because I'm pretty sure uh, Legolas was banging Gimli at least once or twice. <laughs> no one tosses a dwarf. <laughs> yeah, no. Because I toss, because I toss you, Legolas. I tossed your salad toss earlier me. this morning, Legolas. Toss me. Don't tell the elf. <laughs> toss me. Toss me. Don't tell the elf. <laughs> yeah, so, my so, my better uh, half can recite those movies. Word for fucking word, if we put them on. She's seen them of so many the times. Of the three, who, or of the three movies, which one was the best? Uh, I like the uh, I like the last one the best. Return of the King. 
Lots of fights. Was that the one where the woman kills the witch king? Is that the second one or the third one? Yeah, yeah, it's the third one. Okay, it was my then my favorite one's the third one. I'm a I'm a two towers guy. I always thought two towers the Battle for Helm's Deep, that was my one of my favorites. So you don't you don't subscribe to the theory that all those movies are about is walking? Well, kinda. Hold on just a minute, please. As Nate deals with a small customer service problem. We'd like to move ahead and say that Lord of the Rings was pretty good. Now, The Hobbit, on the other hand, was a bit of a strain for me, although I did enjoy the three movies. Uh, they were a little drawn out for my liking. Just saying. I don't know how anybody else feels about that one, but uh, they kind of, uh, well, they made up a lot for The Hobbit, too. Certain characters, uh, particularly the elves who weren't in the book at all, um, I guess not unlike Lord of the Rings, where they left out some of the really key characters in the book are not in the movie for whatever reasons, which I guess only Peter Jackson knows. Maybe a few nerds out there may know, but I don't. Um, Nate might know. We'll ask him when he gets back. Because he's probably off, I'm going to guess, child-rearing is going to be my guess. We'll see if we're correct when he returns. do 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 He's our returning champion. He once ate 32 Chick-fil-A sandwiches in one sitting. What is your answer, Nate Bush? Nada. Nate Bush. He's probably off running. He ran and put Lord of the Rings on us. Just watching it quickly. He'll be back in three and a half hours. Go, Nate, go. Go, Nate, go. Well, Nate's gone. I'll talk about hockey. Um, Dave Haxtell firing, which is long overdue. The Flyers have sunk into mediocrity and have not been playing very well. Lost a lot of tough ones, and they're right at the bottom of the Eastern Conference. They've lost uh, four of their last five games. In those games, they've been outscored 15-22-7, I believe. Or to eight, 22-8. Uh, not good. Um, that includes a 7-1 drubbing, a 4-1 loss, and a 5-1 loss to the Oilers, Canucks, and Jets. And then a 6-5 loss to Calgary, where they were in that game for a bit, but you know, fell to pieces. Uh, no surprise. Now the biggie is going to be um, who they hire for the coach. 
Uh, they hired Chuck Fletcher as their general manager, who is a pretty well-respected guy. Um, but they've got a, they're going to have to do a culture change there, and that might mean um, some long-standing Philadelphia Flyers are going to have to go, which is sometimes the case. Um, when a new guy comes in and and uh, wants to sweep the cupboard bare, as they say, and I don't know what that means for uh, Claude Giroux or Wayne Simmons. Uh, I don't really know. After that, they don't have a. They're not a big powerhouse. Um, a couple of Shane Gatsbahar on defense, pretty decent player. Yeah, the Provorov on defense is pretty good too. They got nothing in the net, and I mean nothing. Um, they've, they've got some moves to make. Jacob Varchek's worth keeping. They've got James Van Riemsdyk, my God, until 2023 at $7 million a year. What were they thinking? Oh, boy. Yeah, they they got not much. Giroux, Voracek, and Couturier up front. Uh, maybe something in the young boys there. Nolan Patrick, perhaps. Konechny's not too bad. Uh, defense, not much. As I said, Gatsbahar and Provorov, and after that, nothing. Nothing in the net. It's time to bring up Carter Hart and let him see some some rubber um, so he can uh, get a taste of the NHL for next year. That's this year they're done. And they've got to clean up their mess, start buying guys out, trading them, taking on salary, whatever it is they need to do to get rid of some of their guys and get some new players because what they're doing there is not working. That's about it in a about it in a nutshell, but um, well, there's not much to say about that. So hopefully Nate returns shortly as he has went on a roundabout or a walkabout, as they say. Well, Crocodile Dundee, Crocodile Nate Bush, Possum Nate Bush from the wilds of West Virginia. Now I'm starting to ramble, but anyway, uh, what do we got on the docket tonight? Uh, NHL is only uh, five games tonight. Nothing all that exciting. Uh, Bruins, Canadians, probably be a pretty good tilt. Uh, other than that, not much. Um, Ducks at Penguins. Uh, Golden Knights at Columbus. Predators in Ottawa. The Islanders in Colorado. And Boston in Montreal. Sure, should go 4 and 1 at least tonight. A lot of games in the NBA, though, tonight, I believe. Um, My apologies on that. Oh, there, Nate has returned. No problem. We were just looking at the uh, NBA uh, games for tonight, but I never got that far, so good good time. Yeah, there's a lot of of games tonight. Uh, I haven't even posted my picks for today. I'm actually back under 500, unfortunately. I haven't done my hockey. I was was a lousy uh, one under 500 last night, so I've... Uh, I've dropped down to I think plus eighty in my quest to hit plus one hundred. So I've got to get my act just, together tonight. My quest is to stay above five hundred. Well, that was my quest till I got there, and then I've tried to try to slowly, uh, you know, one or two games a day, try to get it up there. I'm at fifty-eight percent. I would really like to get to sixty. That's my goal. If I could keep it at sixty, I'd be pretty impressed. 
yeah. with myself. Surely American Pie must be a sports movie, what with that lacrosse scene in it and all. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where the hell that came from, but that's a great we watched, movie. Actually, we watched uh, part two was on cable the other night. We just came across it, and we went, "Man, this was a stupid movie." And we kept watching and laughed our asses off. It's stupid, but I'll be damned if it's not good. Uh, I seem to have glued myself to myself. How <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can't laugh. I super glued myself to myself. Self. That out was there uh, on the, out there on the roof was, with a videotape in one hand and a other one glued that to his was, junk. Uh, America Pie Two, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen. I I have to say, I've I've seen them all. I've seen uh, all four of the feature films, and I've seen the three or however many there was direct to video ones. I've seen them all. Oh God, there's more than that. There's a bunch of them. There's a like, band camp, book of love, uh, and there's one more. Band camp, oh, I know, is the one. Naked Mile. Yeah, the Naked Mile. Why do I feel like there's more? I think there's so there's four, there's one and two American Wedding and American Reunion. Yeah, I remember those. I've seen those. Then there's Band Camp, The Naked Mile, and I think there's The Book of Love, I think, is the last one, but it's pretty lame. Let's see here. Pretty oh, sure. American. Pretty sure. It doesn't have, I think the last one doesn't have any of the, I think the only person that appears in that one is Eugene Levy. All right, American Pie, American Pie 2, American Wedding, American Pie Band Camp, uh, American Pie Naked Mile, American Pie Beta House, American Pie oh, Book Beta of House. Love, and American, yeah, Beta House. Because there, so there was talk about making another one. They would jump ahead a little bit further in the thing because they've all got kids and blah, 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 blah. And I thought, no, they need to reboot that movie. <laughs> Stifler's Go Mom, man. To, <laughs> that you know that movie is responsible for MILF. It is. In the, it is. That it is the movie. For, that's where. That's the first time I ever heard that. Same here. You know, I don't know if it, it. It probably was being used somewhere previously, but that 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 brought MILF into the language. Yeah. It really did. That's hilarious. I I love the it. I think it's the first the one, one guy. The one guy who is uh, who comes up with the idea that they all need to lose their virginity by prom, you know who that is? Well, in, I in the movies, yeah, but like me. Do you do you ever did you ever see or you know you have your you have your son? Did your son ever watch a kid in King Arthur's Court? That movie. I don't think so. No. Did you ever watch uh, Rookie of the Year? Where the kid breaks his arm and ends up playing for the Chicago Cubs. And then heals and he can throw wicked fastballs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that kid. Okay. Fair that's enough. that kid. That's Henry Rowan Gardner from those movies. You know, in the in the movies I always want to punch him right in the face because he's such a whiny yeah. little bitch. Oh yeah, he's like the worst character. He's, I mean he's in he's in grade twelve. Isn't Kevin in the movie? He's in grade twelve. He's getting blown constantly by Tara Reed, who at that time was hot. Oh yeah, and all, and all he can whine about is how if he doesn't get laid, he's going to die. Yeah, 
Meanwhile, you got Bigsy there who <laughs> is forced to fuck warm apple pie. <laughs> well, don't forget about Oz and Finch. And Oz or Finch who can't take a shit at school. Yeah. And Oz who thinks he's a stud but isn't. Oz uh, is really, Kev- Kevin was getting more sex than all the rest of them put together. Like Kev- Kevin's the one bitching the most, but Kevin's the one who had it up better off than anybody. Yeah, and he blew it with the the school hottie, mind you, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, in the in the real world, I think it's in part two where um, uh, Levenstein figures out that he oh, he really wants to be with a band geek, but he should have went and pawned the other one first and then went yeah. on the band geek account what that he was thinking. Couldn't wait a day to bang, you know. Come to this conclusion tomorrow. Go go skag Nadia for a while and see if you like it, you goofball. The Shermanator ended up with Nadia. <laughs> Who in the, in the other ones, in the later ones, is the school counselor. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, only later. in the movies. You know what movie? You know what movie that guy's in? Have you ever watched Ready to Rumble with David Arquette? But he, how did he ever get in that? He's in. He is. Um, he's he's got a small role. He's this guy they meet at a convenience store, or gas station, or whatever. Who's a huge Jimmy King fan that helps him find the address. And he, his dad calls him a pussy all the time, but he says, made me want to puke, but my dad says puking's for pussies. <laughs> he's, playing, he's playing the Brian Last slash Travis Heckle role. <laughs> he was on the, the guy they meet, The guy they meet at the corner store. <laughs> well, they meet him at the store, and then, like, they call him. He's talking on the phone, and he gives them the address of his, like, parents' house when they're trying to find Jimmy King, and he goes... You just hear his dad go, get off the phone, you pussy. And he goes, I got to go. My dad said, yakking on the phone's for pussies. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah, you know, when you look at those, the guys from American Pie, it's been kind of, uh, none of them really went on to do a whole lot except for. Uh, John William Scott did, somewhat. Well, somewhat, and then he his, he got, um, I don't know what happened to him, drug troubles and. I don't know. It was kind of like he, yeah, he, he was, was kind of off the trip. deep end. He was in road trip. Yeah, he did road trip and dude, where's my car? And and uh, uh, Jane Silent Bob, but he he was really going there for a bit, and then he fell off. He was the in deep end. Uh, that movie with the Rock, the uh, the Rundown. He was in that movie. Yeah, I said he was doing really well, and then he because I know he was that uh, Goon movie. Yeah, he's the guy in, in Goon. Yeah, but that was originally uh, Kevin Smith had written a script. Where he was going, and actually had announced that he that he was going to be the lead in this hockey movie, and he jumped ship and went and did that one instead. And then, of course, Kevin Smith never he never made his because he didn't know well, what's the point. Um, well, uh, that was he, a Jay Baruchel movie. Some, I think Jay Jay Baruchel wrote Goon. Yes, yeah, so he did. Uh, between 2013 and 2015, uh, he never did anything. I read somewhere that he had had some kind of addiction problems, because he'd been yeah. kind of he was kind of pissed off because he'd been typecast as, well, he, I mean he will forever be <laughs> Stifler. Yeah, he's Stifler. You know, you know, there's just no way around it. Um, Eddie K. Thomas has actually went on to, I mean, he was on a 
uh, what was that show? It just got canceled on TV, but about the geniuses. Uh, oh, Big Bang Theory? Uh, no. Um, it's based on a true story. Uh, I can't remember what it was called. It was on for four or five years. Anyway, he had to have done Scorpion. That's oh, I've never seen it. Yeah, he was pretty good on there, but it's hard, you know, when you're uh, you're 20 years old and you're in that kind of movie, it is definitely hard to be seen as, you know, because he was in the Harold and Kumar movies, bit pieces. Yeah. It's hard to get out of that rut to be seen as anything else. Yeah, you know, really everybody is. wants you to be, you know, be funny. <laughs> Write me a funny script, and I will. You know. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, be funny. Say something. Do something funny. See, because he's another one that he never. Uh, he stopped doing two TV and was on that Scorpion show, but nothing before that for like years and years. No movies between '08 and and '11 and '011. So. I mean, you can look at his his filmography, you know, Harold and Kumar, uh, Nick and Nora, which wasn't a bad movie, uh, Harold and Kumar, American Reunion, Seal Team Six, The Raid on Osama Bin Laden, and you got to go, okay, what part did he play in that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess it doesn't seem the kind of movie you would see him in. One of Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist, That's a, they made that movie for you, Nate. Did they now? Yes, because it's about a guy and a girl who have very uh, don't have the normal. Um, oh, how do I put it? Their, their taste in music is different than what the you know what the regular kids listen to, and it turns out that she is the daughter of a music guy. And it goes from there, but it's uh, yeah, no, it's a it's a good movie. You would you'd like that? I think you yeah, that's right down your alley. I've never seen it. I've heard of it, but I've never watched it. I don't know. It's fairly old, and you're, you know, you can't watch anything that wasn't made before, well, after, before 2015, probably is your cutoff. No, no, I watch, I watch new stuff. <laughs> yeah, you watch new stuff. The movie was made before 2015, too. you probably can't I watch, watch it. old stuff, too. <laughs> yeah, because well, you, you are going days. to watch Gus. Gus. <laughs> <laughs> Just the movie, the the re, right. just the reboot, starring Tom Robinson as a stubborn <laughs> field goal kicking mule. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! <laughs> God. I love you, Tom. Like, don't, don't get me wrong, it's but it's like the worst name for a movie in terms just... of what the movie actually is about. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, okay, now, what, what's this movie called again? Uh, Gus. Okay, and that, what's yeah, all right. <laughs> what's it possibly even a, about, because, <laughs> you know, Gus is still popular enough that you got to watch it on YouTube. They want your money. Yeah. Three <laughs> Get my ass. I'll find which it. Means you I'll won't, find which it means you won't, Yeah, which means you won't find it on YouTube anyway. Ah, fuck YouTube. Yeah, I don't watch much on YouTube, YouTube anymore. Yeah. They have the new uh, music app. That's pretty good. 
Yeah. Uh, but Tim, I think we need to probably wrap up here because I believe the woman is coming home with the child, and she will need help. Oh, oh, dude, I, I, I rue the day you became a father, Nate. I know you do. I'm just kidding, dude. I'm just kidding. Shit happens. Yeah, nope. Fatherhood comes first. Go and deal. All right. I will. Um, I will go ahead and we will bounce back and have a new episode up Wednesday of uh, the flagship program. All things basketball. And it will come out on Wednesday. I guarantee it. Oh, I'll have it out on Wednesday. Nobody panic on that, but we'll I, have it. I, in fact, I promise Tom Robinson will send nude photos to everyone if that show does not come out on Wednesday. <laughs> that's, a, that's a promise we have to keep. So, yeah, for Tim, government will step in. For Tim, Mrs. Nate, everybody have a good one. Hey. Good day, hey. Thanks for listening to this show on the Wide Men Radio Network, blogtalkradio.com slash jump. You can download this and any other episode from our network at iTunes, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Pod Paradise, Google Play, Player FM, and anywhere you find your favorite podcast. This show has been brought to you by the law offices of Stephen P. New at newlawoffice.com, facebook.com slash makeupkennedy, and wowfreecam.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at WideJump. You can follow us on Instagram at WideMenCan'tJump and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash WideMenCan'tJump. Please leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Also, rate the show and tell us how we did. If you love us, please give us a five-star rating. Again, thanks for listening to this episode on the Wide Men Radio Network. Tune in, same time, same place, for the Wide Men Radio Network at blogtalkradio.com slash wide men can't jump.